0: Hey guys, how's it going? So, it's been a minute since I uh, recorded anything. You know, I've been really busy with school and work, you know. It's coming coming up on almost finishing my degree in welding technology, so excited about that. <clears throat> so, you know, um, I'm going to start getting a little bit more uh, consistent with the, with the podcast. You know, y'all just you know, stay patient, it's coming, uh, new logo coming soon, uh, you know, everything, I'm trying to figure it out, you know, but thanks for all of y'all that listened to my first episodes, uh, you know, everything's kind of rough right now, you know, I don't know really what I'm doing too much, but it's coming along, and thank y'all for listening, um, you know, there's only one way to go from here, and that's up, so. So I wanted to talk to y'all about mindset. Uh, you know, this podcast is going to be for a lot of different type of people. You know, uh, mostly long care related, but you know, it, it doesn't just have to be lawn care related. Um, you know, anybody that's an entrepreneur. You know, anybody that's just trying to do better in life. You know, it's a struggle. You know, it's uh, it's it's hard to do that. Um, hard to change those. Those things that we're accustomed to. Especially when you don't even know what those things are, you know. It's like, when you're growing up as a little kid, you know. You eat what you want. You do what you want. You know, you do what your parents do. And, you know, you don't even know, like, what's a healthy diet. You know, they don't teach that at school. You know, they don't teach you how to be healthy. They don't teach you about being fit. You know, you have PE and stuff. But, I mean, you know, it's like, it's like they don't really go into debt with it, you know. So... Now you're older like me, you know, and, you you know, you start to think about these things and how they have a big effect in your life, you know, and, you know, you know, if you don't uh, start to figure these things out, you know, pretty soon things are going to figure you out, you know, you're going to get high blood pressure, you're going to get obesity, you're going to get, you know, bad mental health from eating bad from not working out, from not having goals, from not, you know, any of that type of stuff, so, uh, so I want to talk about your mindset, you know, what is your mindset, just think about that, you know, for a few seconds, you know, do you have a positive mindset, do you have a negative mindset, are you happy, are you sad, you know, mindset, mindset, you know, it's something you got to work at every day, you know, you got to wake up, you got to be motivated. You got to be happy. You got to be pumped to go out there and knock out the day. Do what you got to do. You know, one thing about entrepreneurship is like everything you do might be a little harder than if you work for somebody else. But everything you do will, will give you a return, you know. That's very important, you know. Some people work their lives for somebody else and they don't get anything in return but a little paycheck, you know. Whatever you're doing right now it'll come back to you tenfold in the future, you know. So that's why you gotta make good decisions. Decision makings, you know, uh plan stuff out. So so figure out what your mindset is. What what do you want your mindset to be, you know? We're coming up November, you know, you know, we got it two months until the new year. And, you know, I, I don't know, it's just it kinda puts me in that, that mode, you know, that mood of, you know, like Wanting to do better, you know, and wanting to change things and wanting to improve things. And, you know, so think about that, you know, in your mindset, you know, what does that really mean? You know, I heard a podcast and, you know, someone said, you know, your mind, your thoughts eventually turns into actions. So how powerful is that, you know, your mind, your thoughts turn into actions. Think about that. If you think and think positive things, positive things will happen. Now, I'm not gonna say negative things won't happen. I'm not gonna say things are gonna start just magical butterflies and rainbows. You know, that it's not gonna work like that. But you do have to figure out some type of mindset that you wanna have. You know, I wanna wake up in the morning. I want to be, I want to feel pumped, you know. I want to feel energetic. I want to feel, you know, I want to feel ready for the day, you know. I want to go out there. I want to take care of my clients. And my clients take care of me. And, you know, it's a good relationship. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, I did something. And I'm working towards something, you know. In that meantime, you got to figure out what you're working towards, you know. First, figure that out, you know. That's part of the mindset thing. Figure out what are you working towards what do you want you know if it's just money you know i hate to break it to you but you're never going to have enough money you know it's always it's always going to be something you know you got it might it might give you happiness for a little time but then you know pretty soon you're going to be back where you started you know if you mind you know if you got problems money will fix some of them money won't fix all of them you know so what what is your goal you know what are you trying to accomplish how are you gonna accomplish it you know the difference between a dream and a goal you know it's like you gotta if you got a dream make a goal you know and then make a process to achieve that goal and that's how you come up with your dreams you know that's how you make dreams into reality is by What's your dream, you know? Think about it, you know? is It It can be simple. It doesn't have to be nothing big, you know? Everybody just wants... Everybody nowadays is talking about, Oh, I want a Lamborghini. Oh, I want to be a millionaire. Oh, I want to be self-employed, successful businessman, you know? But what do you really want, you know? Like, that's cool, you know? That'll be cool for a little while. But what is it that you really want, you know? For me, I want. I want to be happy, you know, I want to be peace, you know, money will get me to some of those things, but some of it it won't, and that's where you got to dig deep within yourself, and it's hard to do that because, you know, a lot of people like to brush their emotions off, but it's like, realize what your emotions are, and then act on it, you know, the more you dig deep, the more you learn, try to learn who you are, try to, uh, Really dig deep in yourself and figure out what you want, how you're going to get it, you know, what sacrifices you have to do, what do you got to do, you know. You know, I think everything has a price, you know. Everything in life has a price, you know. We give our time for money and then our money for time, you know. Everything has a price. Even living has a price, you know. We're not going to be here forever, you know. Life has a price. It's called death, you know. (laughs) So, that's something to think about, you know. Everything has a price. We're going to have to make sacrifices. You want to lose 50 pounds, you know. You're going to have to stop eating junk food. You're going to have to stop eating out a lot. Cut it down, you know. make a Set some goals down. How you're going to achieve those goals is just as important as how you're going to set them, you know. If I want to lose 50 pounds, what am I going to achieve? How, how am I going to achieve that, you know? I can write, I want to lose 50 pounds on a clipboard and nothing will happen. You know, shoot, you might gain 10 pounds, you know. So how are you going to achieve that, you know? That's more important or just as important as the goal itself, you know. Start small, work your way up, you know. Say, okay, this month of November, I'll give you all an example, you know. Uh, don't eat junk food, you know. Don't eat chips, don't eat uh, candy, you know, soda. If you're going to drink soda, drink, you know, no sugar, and no calories, you know. There's more and more options out there now because people are becoming more health-conscious for a good reason. Because a lot of these illnesses that people have, diabetes, overweight, uh, depression, obesity, so many of these mental problems and physical problems stem from what you put in your body and how much of it you put in your body. So think about it, you know. Uh, You know, like I said, you know, when we are born and raised, a lot of us don't get these talks of, hey, eat healthy. Hey, you know, don't do this, don't do that. You know, uh, we don't get those talks because our parents, you know, we live in such a society where everything is money, money, money. You know, people are trying to make money. They'll say, oh, they'll sell you crap and refined sugar and anything, anything to make you feel satisfied, what can I do to make my body healthy so I, my my mental health can be ap- happy, you know, and healthy, and, you know, what can I do, you know, think about it, you know, I'm not saying, you know, go and be, become a vegetarian or anything, you know, but it's just like, you know, day by day, you know, what can I do, little things turn into big things, you know, big things turn into bigger things, you know, what can I do to make myself healthy, You know, that's something I'm thinking about right now. And I kind of want to talk with y'all. And, you know, it's becoming more and more of a thing, you know. You start seeing more of these fitness, wellness centers, you know. You start seeing a lot of, uh, you know, know, places where you can go get protein shakes and, you know, all this stuff, you know. Because it's all connected, you know. What you put in your body... You know, it's like the saying, you know, what you eat, you are what you eat, you know, and that's very true. So, you know, come January, you're going to hear a lot of people talking about, oh, you know, what are your yearly goals and stuff, you know. I got advice for y'all, don't start that big, you know, take it in little chunks, you know. The Eiffel Tower, you know, the Berlin Wall, you know, all those things were not made overnight. That were made brick by brick, you know? Little things by little things add up to big things. I don't know if y'all ever had, you know, those blow up pools in the backyard, you know. You don't snap your fingers and it's full, you know. You start, you get the hose, and it takes a long ass time, and everybody's excited, and everybody wants to get in the pool, and everybody's waiting, and then eventually you start playing with the puddle in there because the damn thing won't get full, you know what I'm saying? So, think about that. Don't try to take a big chunk. You know, try to take little chunks. You know, start small. Say, okay, this week, if I usually eat chips every day or chocolate, I'm going to knock it out. You know, not do it this week. And the more you do it, the easier it becomes. You know, you got to take that leap of faith. You got to put in the work. You got to do the dirty work. But the more you do it, the easier it gets. You know, I think they say... You know, things become a habit within two weeks of doing it. So just you know just start small, you know. You know, a millionaires didn't become millionaires overnight. It took a long time. A lot of hard work, patience, dedication, you know. Almost nothing become work, happens overnight, you know. So don't get disappointed, you know. If you mess up, you know, retract, gain focus, you know. Uh, listen to a podcast and become motivated again. And do it again, and do it again, and do it again, and do it again. Do it again don't stop until you get it. Because, you know... The, the only, you know... One thing is for sure. If you do something... If you don't do something, it, it never will come. But if you do it and you fail, at least you tried. And you can keep doing it and keep doing it until it works, you know. But if you, if, you know... If you don't do something, 100% sure it will not happen, you know. So give yourself the benefit of the doubt and, you know, try to do try to do positive things for yourself, you know. Nobody's going to do it for you, you know, unfortunately, you know, especially in today's societies where everybody's just, everybody just cares about themselves. They don't care about anybody else. They'll knock you down to knock themselves up, you know. That you see that all the time people bringing other people down to bring themselves up like it doesn't work like that you know if you're miserable and you're trying to hurt other people you're not gonna be happy you know it doesn't work like that so you know just I'm a uh, I'm gonna give y'all a challenge this week write down one thing that you want to do that you want to change you know it could be as simple as waking up you know, ten minutes early. You know, or setting your lunch before the next day. That way, you don't have to be rushing. You can just you know put it in your lunch box and go. You know, I mean, just try to be efficient. You know, in any any shape or form. It's the little things. You know, death by a thousand cuts. You know, it's the little things that get you. You know, so yeah, that's a, that's definitely important. Uh, you know, unfortunately, eating healthy costs money. More than eating unhealthy, you know, that just goes to show what type of society we live in, and you know, refined sugar and you know all this crazy stuff it's just it's everywhere, you know, and it's cheap. You know, when you're in a rush, you don't you don't want to go grab a you know six seven eight dollar salad that's not gonna fill you up. You want to go grab that five six seven dollar hamburger meal that's gonna fill you up, you know. But I mean, you know, you got to start somewhere, and you gotta you gotta. You know, you got to push through that. You know, uh, I suggest everybody, you know, get a membership, you know, for a gym. Uh, You know, they say if you walk for 30 minutes, then you naturally reduce your blood pressure. You know, uh, just walking, exercising, and, uh, you know, that, that type of stuff clears your mind. One of my clients was telling me that, you know, during World War II or something, all the big uh, uh, war chiefs and stuff, they all walked a long time in the process of trying to clear their mind, trying to get new ideas, trying to, you know, space out, trying to to find new strategies to win the war, you know. It's amazing what exercise can do to, you know, uh, just space you out, you know. If, uh, if you got a lot on your mind, you know, go take a little walk and, you know, you know, just breathe in that fresh air and kind of space out, you know, a little bit and, you know, and you, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to run 10 miles a day, you know, go in the gym, you know, even if you're just there for 20, 15, 10 minutes, you know, just go in there, do something. If you're tired, if you're not used to it, you know, that's normal, you know, your body isn't used to all that. So, just go in there, give it a little quick workout, and go home. Go in there, give it a little quick workout, and go home. It's the consistency that counts that's going to push you forward to reaching your goals and, you know, what you want to do. So, you know, do that, you know, go home, redo it, you know. Next thing you know, you're going to be running a mile a day. And you're going to be like, how the heck did that happen? Well, it happened by little by little by little, you know. Yeah, so remember that turtle won the race, not the rabbit, you know. You gotta remember that. Uh, you know, mental health is a big thing right now. Almost everyone I talk to has mental issues, you know, depression, anxiety, all of this stuff stems from our childhood and we don't see it until we're in a, our adulthood. That's from you know, that's what I've read from from uh experts. So it's normal, you know. It's normal for people to have these issues, you know. You know, try to try to cope with it, you know, however way you can. You know, if you got anxiety, try CBD. That might help, you know. And, you know, just kind of push through those and don't be ashamed of it, you know. Everybody's dealing with something. Everybody has something. No matter how perfect they try to make themselves seem on social media, everyone's dealing with something, you know. Some people, you know, are dealing with a lot, you know, so... You know, just know know it's natural. It's part of the process. And, you know, it's there. You can't do anything about it, you know. The only thing you can do is cope with it. Find ways to deal with it. And, you know, you're going to be okay. You know, it's not going to be... It's not going to be great, but you'll find ways to cope with it that'll make it better, you know. And if you're dealing with, like, a really big issue, you know, go find a therapist. Go find help, you know. Try to find help because, you know, life is it's pretty valuable, it's pretty precious, you know, some of us, you know, have a crappy, crappy life and stuff, you know, you're trying to make it, you're trying to make something out of it, you know, so, don't, don't give up, don't, you know, hurt yourself, don't do nothing like that, you know, go find help if you're at the end of the tunnel, you know, uh, something else I want to talk about is, uh, picking up a hobby, you know, what, uh, a lot of people, you know, don't have hobbies these days, you know, because everybody's on Facebook, everybody's on Instagram, you know. A lot of people don't don't have hobbies, and I think it's important to have a hobby because it gives you something to look forward to. It gives you something to do. It gives you something to clear your mind. It gives you something to be happy about, you know. I recently picked up fishing again, you know, and I've been fishing my whole life, but Recently, I really picked it up because of coronavirus. You know, you couldn't go anywhere, so it's like, you know, let's go fishing. You know, it's social distancing. And, you know, you're going to have some fun and stuff, you know. And now, it's really been a big part of my life now, you know. it's uh, It's relaxing. It helps me, you know, just kind of space out. Not think about stuff. Just have fun for that moment, you know. Something else I want to talk about is living in the moment, you know. A lot of us are worried about tomorrow. What tomorrow may bring, you know. Uh, What we have to do tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, you know. Uh, We're definitely, you know, we're living in uncertain times where we don't know what's going to happen. You know, so many things at stake right now. And, you know, the country's divided. People are divided. It's, It's, you know, it's not a fun time to be alive right now. Unfortunately, to say it, not to be trying to be negative. Just speaking the truth, you know. It's not it's not the best time to be alive, you know. But you got to make the best out of anything, you know. God has you here for a reason, you know. And you got to try to figure out what that is and try to have him lead you, you know. He'll give you little hints, you know. You can pick up these hints, you know. You know, we all know, got those defined moments in our life and in our daily life where we're like, you know, oh, this makes sense, you know. I wonder why. You know, we got those things where it's like, I wonder why this happened, you know. You know that's God trying to talk to you, trying to lead you, trying to push you, you know, through your desires, through your dreams, through your things, you know. And, you know, you know you're know you here for a reason, you know. Whoever you are, whatever you're going through, you know, I, I don't believe in taking your life, you know. I don't believe in that because if you're here, you know, you still got something to hope for, you know, you're still here. You know, if you take a life away, you're only cheating yourself and God from, and yourself from your destiny and your greatness, you know. You know, and, you know, I'm not here, to, I'm not trying to blame anyone because some people, you know, really have some really bad mental issues. And, you know, that's the only way they feel cut. But if you, you know, you got to fight for yourself, you know. no, I, You know, I don't want to be negative, but nobody, nobody can do that for you. You know, you got to you got to fight for yourself every every day you got to get out there you got to fight for yourself you know you know some, some some people are like you know don't really think about these things but you know you got to fight you got to fight every every day every, you know fight for your dreams fight for yourself fight for your family fight for your loved ones fight for everything you know this life is a big battle but it, it's it's also beautiful you know it has its ups and its downs but you know, what doesn't, you know, and not everything's great, so, yeah, so, I mean, but if you're definitely at that point where you're thinking about that, go find professional help, you know, no one's going to judge you over it, you know, you're not a failure, you're not, you know, you're human just like everyone else, you know, also, another thing I want to talk about is uh, listening to good stuff, you know. Good podcast. I listen to a lot of podcasts. You know, that's why I did my own podcast. You know, I you know it keeps me focused. It keeps me going. You know, it keeps me. In, it keeps me motivated to do my stuff. You know, it really does help listening to good stuff. You know, it it just uplifts you. You know, if you're if you're in a bad spot, you know, it uplifts you. You know, you know, don't waste your time listening to you know stuff on the radio you know and all this pol- you know I I do get political but you know it comes to a certain point where I have to shut it off you know you know and I rather I rather if it becomes too much you know just shut it off turn on a good podcast or something you know and you know do something like that you know uh yeah don't don't get too caught up you know in life with all the stuff that's happening, you know, we can only control so much, you know. You can only you, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. You know what I'm saying? So don't don't kill yourself over it. You know, it's not worth it. You know, so you know, pick up some good podcasts. You know, listen to what interests you. You know, find what interests you. Find who you are. You know, what you want to do, what your interests are. You know, all that type of stuff is really important. Uh another thing I want to talk about is planning, you know. Plan plan plan, you know. Uh have a plan B, have a plan A, have a plan C, have a plan D. Uh one thing I like to tell people is you know, how can you get where you want to get if you don't have a plan, you know? How if you go out in the middle of the sea without knowing what your destination is? How you know you're gonna get lost, you know, that's like kind of the way life is. If you know if you don't have a plan, if you don't have some sort of thing that keeps you motivated, then you know it's not you're never gonna get anywhere, you know. Have a plan, have something you want to do, you know, write it down, list the things that will help you achieve that goal. You know, planning is very important. I like to think about it as when you go on a trip, you know, you plan it, you know, you you plan, okay, we're going to stop at this gas station. You know, we're going to take food, we're going to have a picnic, you know, whatever it is, you know, you plan it out. Because if you were to just leave and not know your destination, you'd get lost, you know. It's better to plan things out and, you know, have it step by step, you know. So, if you're trying to make a certain amount of money, you know, this upcoming year, or this month, you know, uh, you know, plan it out. You know, how are you gonna do it? How many yards? How many? How much product or whatever that you're doing? Or do you have to sell to achieve that? You know, work it into little chunks. You know, okay, th- you know, this day I want to make this amount, and that will that will equal this weekly amount, which will equal. This bi-weekly amount, which will equal this monthly amount, you know. Try to try to figure that out, you know. You know, if you got a plan, if you got a way to do. If you got a plan and you break it into chunks on what you have to do every day to achieve it. You will achieve your goals. your Which will equal your dreams in the end, you know. I like to break it down month per month. I don't like to go yearly, you know. That's one thing about these New Year resolutions It's like, oh, I want to lose, you know, 100 pounds. Ooh, I want to make 100 grand. I want to do this and that and that. Well, you know, it's easy to say that, but how are you going to do it? What's your plan of attack? What are your little goals to reach that? You're not going to make 100 grand in one week, one month, you know. Probably not even one year, you know. It takes time. So break your goals down into smaller chunks, digest that, and then go back and take a bigger chunk, you know, and then digest that and work your way up, you know. Don't get frustrated, don't get overwhelmed, don't get, you know, you know, if if you're slow move, you know, slow growth is better than no growth. Slow growth is sometimes better than fast growth because fast growth brings you problems that you know you can't see you can't digest you can't evaluate you know whenever you move really fast you're not thinking about the little things you know the all the little nicks and crannies and things that'll get you in the end you know so if you're, if you're trying to you know build your your landscape company or long care company you know scale it don't grow it you know you know, do it little by little, you know, dissolve the top as you, dissolve the bottom as you, as you expand the top, you know, yeah, that's, uh, very important, and then, you know, have a vision for your life, you know, it doesn't mean, it doesn't have to be about money, you know, for me personally, it's not about money, for me, it's about happiness and what makes you happy and what type of life you see yourself living that will make you happy. You know, think about that, you know. For some people, it's (laughs) living, you know, in a a beach house in Mexico, you know. For some people, it's having a, you know, a a one-family, you know, home with a nice school and, you know, a decent amount of money. And, you know, for some people, it's, you know, just living out in a camper, you know, and camping and having fun, you know. It's it's just, it all has to do with you. But you got to dig deep. You got to stay true to yourself no matter what. And you got to figure out what is it that I really want in life? What is my vision? How am I going to get that vision? What's my plan? And how am I going to execute this plan in little chunks day by day for it to turn into something big, you know? It's like a snowball, you know? You start off by a little bit, by a little bit, by a little bit. And then the next thing you know, you got a snowman, you know? So, yeah, remember that. Uh, So, I'm, cu- I'm coming... I'm about to cut it here, you know, about thirty minutes. Just want to let y'all know. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy it, please give it, you know, listen. Please give it a share. Talk to if you think this will bring some insight to anyone that's dealing with these things that wants, you know, needs to find their vision, their plan, their execution, you know, their motivation. You know, please share it. Uh, and yeah, you know, we're gonna have some more. I'm gonna have some more content coming slowly but surely. And I'm trying to be more consistent, you know, just been dealing with a lot of stuff at school and on work and, you know, everyday things, everyday life. You know, it's always something. So slowly but surely. But yeah, thanks for listening. And, you know, make sure you share it with somebody if you think it brings positive insight to them. All right. Hey, guys, how's it going? Uh, I got Chris Ortiz With me today, and uh, we're gonna talk about life and uh, lessons and everything.
1: What's up, Easy? How you doing? Pretty good.
0: So, um, so let's start off. uh, How was your childhood?
1: You growing up? Oh, childhood. Okay, man. (laughs) Um, Grew up in a single parent household. Uh, My mom raised uh, my brother and I uh, pretty much on her own. You know, my dad was around, uh, but he was uh, he'd pick us up every other weekend, you know, and sometimes it wasn't every other weekend. Now, uh, don't get it twisted, my my old man is a good man. Uh, I love him to death. Uh he's no longer on earth anymore, you know, COVID got him. Yeah, I have uh I remembered you uh you invited me
0: over to a barbecue uh right before it happened, I think, right? Probably yes. like a couple of months before. For sure. And that was really cool because, you know, I got to meet some of your family and everything and uh yeah, he um he was definitely like a like a funny guy, you know. and liked to talk and you know, I like to hang out and stuff and uh yeah, it was a pleasure meeting him
1: for the first time. Yeah, he's a he's a good dude, you know, but uh Yeah, he had his down things too. <laughs> no one's perfect, right? But yeah. if I have to give credit, uh credit goes to mom, working multiple jobs, yeah, uh, putting herself through school, raising uh two teenage boys, uh not the easiest thing in the world, but uh she did a hell of a job and you know, Yeah,
0: y'all y'all didn't grow up with the silver spoon, right?
1: No, plastic spoon.
0: <laughs> plastic spoon. <laughs> <The> plastic spoon. <laughs> So, yeah, so uh, definitely for her, you know, growing two kids and, uh, you know, not, in, not was your neighborhood pretty bad or was it in between? Um, I, see, we didn't know any
1: better, you know, mm-hmm. but there was a, about, I think, three uh, drive-bys on our street. Oh, really? You know, but, you know, you it didn't affect the way we played. I think it's uh, more of like... Back in the day, it didn't matter if that stuff went on. You know, you still went outside every day. You went outside and played. You saw your friends. You saw your homies. And, you know, something like that, you knew better than to hang around that house. Yeah. Or those houses because um, stuff was going down over there. But, yeah, three drive-bys. Oh, my goodness. In my my time. So it, so
0: it uh, it was hard as it is for, like, a single mother. And then on top of that, you throw in a pretty rough neighborhood. And then you throw in some men you know and you know men like to show off and like to be hard and yeah a lot you of know, that so so she she did did she have a
1: tough time with you or uh, she was a uh, very strict yeah you know so like whenever she dropped the hammer she dropped the hammer and she was a, a lady that believed in in a good spanking yeah oh know. really <laughs> oh my god man you know so she would she bring the thunder with uh, with the spankings and you know we got to a certain age and the spankings went away but the spankings were very effective for me and my yeah. brother, we we did not like the spankings because uh, mom could bring the thunder. She was uh... a <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that that's good. Uh, yeah, you know, uh,
0: single mother. You know, she kind of relate to my mom. She was a single mother for a little bit. So uh, yeah, so she she was definitely strict on me too. You know, and you know, I mean, they're just doing it to try to um, show like you know, try to lead you in the right way. For sure. I don't yeah. think there was
1: a spanking that I got that I didn't deserve. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I, got, I deserved all
1: them bad boys. So, uh, so what, what made you get into teaching? How, how, how did that happen? Um, I guess for as long as I can remember, I think uh, I always had a bug or an itch to uh, be a coach. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if you're going to coach, you have to teach. Uh, a vast majority of my paycheck is derived from being an educator. And then I make maybe like an extra five thousand dollars, I believe, with my coaching stipend. Oh you wow! Know, so we're we're teachers first, right? Yeah. And uh, coaches second, but I'd be lying to you if I said that uh, coaching is not, you know, the reason why I got into education. Really?
0: Yeah, I know you. Uh, you're big in sports, and uh, so what? 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 Uh,
1: what are all the sports you played in your life? Mm, I've Played a lot of sports. We're yeah. from a different generation to where whatever was in season is you know what you played you know? oh wow and, uh, we didn't have all these leagues and we didn't have all these select teams you'd go to the park and you know you'd go play tackle football you know and you yeah were playing tackle football you know with guys that were playing you know varsity football at, at our high school and you'd play baseball in the front yard and yeah you know humming that tennis ball and that tennis ball was coming a good you know <laughs> 70 80 oh, miles an hour and uh You just played, man. You played. You didn't have to sign up. You you played. But we did sign up for baseball back in the day, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those
0: were the good days, huh? Yeah. You you got a lot of people playing outside, not a lot of electronics
1: like we do now. And and we did have electronics, too, you know, which is uh, kind of funny. We would just, you know, take care of the electronics, you know, whenever uh, the streetlights came on and then we had to go inside. And that's when the electronics, you know, became a thing. Yeah, you know, so we we knew how to balance it. There was so much fun to be had outside, you know, going to a different street and going and hooping against, you know, the dudes that lived on that street. There was a lot of fun, you know, going to the neighborhood park, playing football against, yeah, you know, different dudes from different parts of the hood. You know, baseball, same thing, you know, like yeah, growing up was different back then.
0: Yeah, I feel like um, you know back then you had more sense of a community yes. and more culture. You know, more you weren't so focused on social media. There was and, none. You know. Yeah, because right now, you know, everybody gets on the phone and they feel like they're interacting with people. But in reality, you know, you're just lonely by yourself. You're not really interacting with anybody. But back then, you know, you didn't have a lot of that. So people would see each other face to face and, you know, you had more of a sense of a community.
1: Hell yeah. You knew everyone from the hood, you know. Yeah. Like you either, you know, fought them or you had, you know, played (laughs) ball with them or maybe both. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of good friends that, you know, I'd get into it with and, you know.
0: Yeah. Just part
1: of growing up. Yeah,
0: so my next question is, uh, so, I mean, you're older than me, obviously. Yeah. I'm not not to call you old, you know. I'm, just <laughs> I'm old, baby. 42, nah, nah. 42. 42 still young. But, uh, like, what, what are some things that you uh, noticed as you were growing up that you don't see now? Or some things that, you know, you wish you could see or you wish your kids could experience? Something that, you know, you don't see a lot nowadays. Okay, Um and, s- and you, can, you can say, like, you know, the, what we were just talking about, social media and everything.
1: Yeah. Um, if we were talking about what is it that the kids need today mm-hmm. uh, the, that we had back in the day, I would say it's simply just the joy of going outside and playing. Um, I'll take this from a coaching perspective. I think nowadays the quality of uh, athlete is definitely getting better. The training is better. The knowledge is better. The teams are better. You know, the kids are playing, you know, year-round uh what's different though is that everything is scheduled you know these kids get home and you know they got a little time to do homework then it's off to you know your next two-hour training session or it's off to your next club practice or it's off you know to your weeknight game and everything is scheduled um when we were growing up the stuff was not scheduled you know you you did it Mm-hmm. Uh, you looked forward to it. it. It didn't feel like a job, and I think kids nowadays that are playing a lot of these sports, they do enjoy what they're doing. A vast majority of them, but they are very—they're uh, scheduled, and it feels like a job. Yeah, and just yeah. interacting and speaking with the young people, they will tell you that it feels like a job, and that sometimes it's you lose nice. the love. <laughs> Whereas yeah. we we played because we loved to play. Mm -hmm. So there's a vast difference between something being scheduled and then something just organically just occurring.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, You know, I feel like nowadays everybody's so busy, you know. You got so many things going on and you got to do more and get less in a sense, you know. I feel like, you know, Uh, like I'm in college and the only reason I'm in college is to have that backup plan just in case, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, nowadays, you know, an associate's isn't worth much as what it used to be worth, you know you got more competition more people and you know i talked to a lot of people and you know uh back like i, I don't know if you agree or not it's, it's okay to disagree but like back when you were going to college you know wasn't
1: associates more than what it is
0: now in your opinion or is it the same thing
1: um i, I think education like everything is leveled up you know so mm-hmm. what you know high school diploma uh, back in my my parents days used to mean something right um and then it became, you know, your associates. That was, you know, a pretty cool thing to have in your pocket. But then it leveled up again, and now you needed a bachelor's. And at the moment, I think, you know, to get to that next level, you got to have your master's yeah. or whatnot. So the the game naturally levels up. More competition. Yeah, and it's it's not a bad thing. But I don't necessarily feel like it's um, you need it. Also, there's a lot of different avenues, you know, yeah. for the entrepreneurial spirit to. Mm-hmm. To go in there because a lot of these kids are coming out of out of uh, college and you know we we have a lot of debt. I'm still paying. I think it's like yeah, a couple hundred bucks a month. Yeah, you were talking about how you were still
0: paying your debt. <laughs> yes. And then uh, now you're gonna be paying your daughter's debt, maybe.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or or a chunk of it or something. I'll be paying some of it, you know, yeah. but it, that that's a it's a, it's a huge undertaking, you know, for to be a young person and then come out into the world and then be thrust into the world and have debt. Yeah. It almost makes you like a slave to the system. Yeah, because when you came out of school, uh,
0: did you have a hard time uh, looking for a job? I but, could not find yeah, a job. Yeah, really?
1: I could not find a job. I had to. You were telling
0: it. me you, you were jack all trades. You know, you sold trailers and yeah, dude, mobile I,
1: homes. And, mobile homes, and I was absolutely horrible. I did that for like six to eight months. Oh, wow. I didn't sell a single. Really? Well, <laughs> a lot of people want to buy stuff, right? Yeah. But then you start running their credit and stuff, and come at you with the 300, 400 credit score, and it's like, ah, uh, we yeah. can't help you. So yeah. a lot of people, you know, that were trying to buy mobile homes, these are people that were turned away from buying, you know, like a normal home. Mm-hmm. And then they, they thought that they could possibly, you know, get a mobile home loan. And it was like, no, it's the same thing as a car loan or a, as a house loan. Like, you got to have decent credit. Yeah. Yeah, and um,
0: I just saw a meme on Facebook that was talking about, you know, the poor getting poorer and the rich are getting richer because – you know, if uh, if you got a rich guy and a poor guy, and you know they're gonna go buy a pair of boots, and the ri- the rich guy gets the more expensive boots that'll last them, let's say, ten years, but the poor guy gets the poorer boots that's gonna last him, you know, probably a year. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you know, the poor guy spends a lot more than the rich guy on those pairs of boots because he buys them ten cause times because he keeps having to buy them, and then the rich guy only buys them one time. So it's kind of you know it's kind of you think about it like people with credit. And then they go and get credit, and then, uh, you know, you're going to have to be paying interest on it, you know. And yeah. that, that interest is going to cost you about two to three times what that object would have cost you, you know, if you had cash in
1: hand. Yeah. Well, credit, when when taken care of properly, is a, is a great equalizer. It yeah. gives you the ability to, to have things that you probably couldn't purchase, you know, with cash alone.
0: Yeah. Also, net. an emergency comes up and you don't have cash You
1: know, you can use your credit or something. Yeah, where people, I think, mess up sometimes is that they go and they start buying things that they don't need. Yeah. You know, and uh, if you don't got the money for it and you don't need it, you probably shouldn't be buying it. But we're all guilty of that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think, um,
0: you know, I think some people have, uh, like, it all has to do with their personality, you know. Some people have an addictive personality where they get addicted to alcohol and drugs and credit. And then some people have, you know, different personalities where they don't struggle with that, you know
1: sometimes so. dude you just gotta you gotta learn by screwing up I, like, yeah i screwed up one time right out of college real bad man uh and, and this is what taught me the lesson yeah was uh i had just graduated and i was uh driving back and forth to to houston to work as a personal trainer over here at Bally's uh, fitness it's fitness connection now but it used to be uh, Bally's uh total fitness and uh i had this crappy car and the window wouldn't roll up oh man there's about three days in a row man where I had a trash bag over the window oh man and uh it rained on me and I was I was soaking wet so there was just one day that I I was fed up and I had enough of it and uh on the way home I stopped uh at a at Planet Ford speak of the devil oh man and uh me and my daughter uh, my daughter was in the car and man she was she was crying and she had pooped in her diaper like Everything that yeah. could have been wrong went wrong, man. And yeah. I went in there and I, I found a vehicle and I said, I want that one and I didn't really? negotiate, I didn't bargain. I was just so fed up. Yeah. Of having this piece of crap car that I was driving forty five minutes, you know, one way. And uh dude, I ended up getting a car with like a like a five hundred and something dollar oh, note, you know, each month and I couldn't afford that. I don't even know if my yeah. paychecks were that much, but <laughs> I had just been pushed to a point to where I was like oh, enough of this yeah so uh, i damn near you know screwed up my my credit for my life yeah now, thank the good lord i got a good wife and she's like yeah oh, oh <laughs> hell no we ain't screwing up our credit and yeah. uh I'll, I'll be damned if you know we didn't pay that bad boy off you know five years later
0: yeah you're uh, i met your wife a couple times you know and she seems like she has a
1: good head on her shoulders she and did. she knew she understood the value of credit i was gonna let it go yeah i didn't my my Dad was not good with credit. He'd yeah. buy stuff and not pay it back.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's it's definitely sad, you know. Uh, like my grandparents, you know, they got here at an old age, and uh, they still, you know, they got to use their credit card for certain things and house bills and stuff. And you know, they they. I mean, I don't I don't know when they're gonna pay it off. You know, if they are, I mean, it's probably just probably never. Probably never. And you know, it's it's sad because, <coughs> you know, like you said, you know, you you, uh, you didn't have money. You know, you were just out of college and um, you were in a tough spot. Yep. And uh, sometimes we let our emotions dictate our, our, our what we spend, what we do, you know.
1: A hundred percent, man. It's a hundred percent of what happened. Like your mindset has a lot to do with. Um, What's so easy to screw up credit too, right? Like just, just screw up one time, yeah. And then it, like you're done,
0: you know. Yeah, they um, you know, the banks and stuff. They, they're really smart people, and they know, they know how to get people, you know. And uh, you just got to be careful, you know, not to, yeah. not to spend too much and live below your means kind of type thing, you know?
1: Yeah. So, uh, I definitely, uh, my wife saved us on that one. Yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't be living here in the Woodlands, Texas in the house that we're in right now.
0: Yeah, congrats on your new house. Um, So you, how long have you been
1: living here? Uh, we just moved to this new spot about uh, two months, no, two years ago. Oh, wow. And uh, it's the house of our dreams. Uh, the, the thing that, you know, we had always pictured in the spot that we always pictured, two minutes from work, like, yeah everything's perfect man yeah the the cool thing about the women's is like
0: you said it before it's like a bubble you know so yep you pick one spot and then you kind of have everything around you in that little bubble you know
1: i've got to go anywhere i got h-e-b around the corner got the mall around the corner the movies restaurants yeah. like it's... you
0: got good walking trails yep. uh, good schools and it's the american dream dude yeah yeah i mean it, w- it was rated you know best city in america so far so yeah some, some <laughs> people don't call it either. yeah and uh so so yeah so you got your new house and you know uh you want to talk about before you got the house where'd you live at yeah and how man. was it shoot we
1: uh got a so when we moved out of Huntsville we had uh, moved to a little spot called Chateau woods over there behind uh Oak Ridge yeah I think other I've side heard of the it railroad tracks and <laughs> had a little house man you know yeah. I don't even know if it was a thousand square feet and three bedrooms and like you could tell us secret in one room and you could hear it in the other man like yeah it it was definitely a starter home but it was very good to us we raised you know my daughter you know all the way through it uh my son for the big majority of his life and uh i think it was good to be to be humbled and and to grow up like that and yeah just and uh,
0: what about uh whitney your wife um I, i know you grew up you know lower lower funds and
1: stuff did she grow up the same way yeah she's kind of got like a mixed bag because uh, her dad was always in sales mm-hmm. and uh when times were good they were good yeah. you know when times were bad they they were bad you know so she um she got to experience both ends of it you know and uh, her dad's a really good guy uh god rest his soul but he was also kind of like my dad in the sense that he was not the most um responsible when it came to his finances you know so uh I know Whitney's mom a lot of times had to hop in and jump into action to make sure that, you know, just to make sure that they were able to make ends meet. Oh, wow. But, uh, like I said, when times were good, splurging, and when times were bad, you know, like rubbing two nickels together. Yeah, well, that that's good because,
0: you know, some people that didn't, you know, grow up the way you did would probably see your situation and be like, ah, oh, you know what, I'm going to leave this guy or I'm going to do this, you know. But she seems like a really good person.
1: Oh, yeah, she's, yeah. Uh, she's the best, man. Yeah, How, how'd you uh, meet her? You want to talk about it a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually met my wife in college. We uh, lived in this apartment complex called uh, UPA, which is uh, at Sam Houston State, and it's behind the Jolly Fox. And she was just this uh, really cool girl that would come over and hang out with the guys. And, um, you know, after hanging out for a while, you know i guess i developed feelings for her, and the funny thing is is i think that every guy in our our little uh clique had probably developed feelings for her oh really yeah so there's probably like eight or ten of us that you
0: know oh, she man. was in there
1: playing dominoes with us and stuff but
0: probably yeah. about eight
1: or ten dudes that uh were, were also you know on the sly fighting for her attention <laughs> oh wow so i guess i was a uh, I was the lucky one man and uh Kinda won that battle. almost fought my best friend. Really? Yeah, man. I thought uh, someone had told me something. My best friend was trying to to move in on her and stuff. Oh, wow. (laughs) Man, I know, but it's funny, man. Uh, Love will make you do some some strange things. I probably would have got my ass kicked, too, if I'm being honest. He's a big guy. (laughs) Yeah. Man, well, I'm glad, you know, you got with
0: her and she got with you. You know, y'all seem like two very nice and decent people. And, you know, I think that's what it takes, you know, to build a family. You know, it's two decent people because, you know, sometimes you get one good person and one bad person, you know, and then uh, you it just won't work, you know, no matter how much you make it, you want to make it work. It's
1: it's definitely a work to remain married because uh, it's not like you just, you're the same person that you were when you met one another. Yeah,
0: that, that is very true. And then
1: uh, all the love and all the lust, you know, it kind of comes and goes and, you know, you've got to fall in love with the person that you're. That you're with and you have to love them for all of their qualities you just can't you know i'm not i don't look the same way as i looked in college i had a six pack in college you know i was fairly athletic i was jacked uh you know a little pudgy now compared to what i used to be you know (laughs) our looks are gonna go and you know thank the good lord uh we were very good friends prior to getting together and i think that that's the key to the relationship, you don't want to let your uh, your friend down. You yeah, know. for sure.
0: Yeah, a lot of people, you know, they get together because of lust, or you know, because the other person can provide them with something, money, you know, uh, you know, all sorts of things, popularity, you know, things like that. And it's a, uh, you know, throughout the years, you know, that stuff fades away. You know, if y'all aren't truly in love with each other, then you know, uh, someone's gonna give up, and you know, it's it's gonna cause a lot of problems. So. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's that's definitely good. And then
1: y'all raise your two kids. How yeah. old are they? Uh, my daughter Tatum is 20 years old, and then my son Luke is 16 years old. You know, so we've raised you know a couple of teens or 20 somethings together, and you know we're getting into a point of our life where you know the boy end up moving out pretty soon, and you know it'll just be us, you know, and then we'll figure it out, you know, like uh, I, like I, again, I think everything's gonna go fine, but. That's yeah. going to be another, another like, evolution. it will and... be another transition is, you know, what do you do when the kids are gone? And some people, like... They, they fall. They, they fall apart at that point because the kids were the centerpiece. Mm-hmm. And the kids should be the centerpiece, but there should also be something there, you know, when the kids leave. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah, I definitely think, uh, you know, once your kids leave and stuff, you know, it'll be a little different. But, you know, yeah, I, you know, if y'all really love each other, then, you know, I think it'll be
1: all good, you know. Oh, for sure. I, I definitely think so too. I think we can both uh, grow into that role. Yeah. You know. What um what is, what is your daughter studying? Uh, she's studying psychology right now. So I know that she's uh, looking at becoming a therapist of some sort. Oh, I'm wow. I'm not quite sure. You know what avenue she'd like to go into. Um, but yeah, she is studying therapy or to be a psychologist or psychiatrist at uh the University of Houston right now, and she's currently in her sophomore. Uh, year of school oh wow so um so you think that probably stems from something that she went through maybe maybe um no I think she's just always kind of had like a a heart and likes to help yeah and I think that uh psychology is an area where you know those especially
0: right now you know a lot of people are dealing with mental health and stuff so yeah, uh, you were telling
1: me, you know, she kind of went through a little bit of a depression, right? Well, I think uh, just in general, this uh, generation right <clears throat> now um, is struggling with that, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, who better, you know, to help the young people than someone that has experienced that. It's like having a coach. Yeah. You know, and you you want your coach to have... You, you don't, like, let's say that uh, that you play baseball, right? And you're a baseball coach. Well... If the most you ever did is play little league baseball, you know what does that tell you about your coach? Like your coach may not have the proper experience to, to help you out properly. Now, if this is a coach that played in high school, played in college, even even played professionally, you know that went through it, they have a different perspective that is uh, worth more than the guy that only played in little league. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you know. I think that uh, the word also like uh, depression. I think that it's uh, it's more prevalent. Uh, it's almost becoming like the normal the thing the norm uh, <laughs> especially like uh, working in education i yeah see a lot of kids that are are dealing with it and it's it's, it's in their paperwork yeah. know, that they're they're struggling with it and the number is it's trending up
0: yeah exponentially for sure. it's do you even, uh, do you think um uh like do you think it's because technology has evolved and uh people have a new kind of like a different a more advanced mindset to where we're recognizing the problem now like you know it's it, it, do you think it used to be like oh you know he's just quiet or you know he you know uh it's just like that or something you know you know what i'm saying like kind of brushing it off do you think now people are starting to realize it more
1: or do you think it's like a
0: new trend like
1: i think it's a definitely a new trend and new i think trend. that uh, technology has helped Accelerate it. Yeah, uh, social media. Well, there's different chemical responses that go on inside of our brains uh, whenever we're poking around on social media. And uh, when you get those highs, you know, when you get the likes and the comments and stuff, you know, your your brain really is hitting, like, the, the button that makes you feel good. Yeah. And then, you know, when you're not getting that stuff, you know, you're thinking, you know, what's wrong? You know, you could possibly be looking at your friend's social media, and you look at all their likes, but... Or you look at the good time that everyone is having in their pictures. But we all know, uh, as you get a little bit older, it's like, that's just like, a, it's just a picture. It's not really, what, really a reflection of what's going on. Even like this, uh, this young lady that was murdered by her boyfriend, right? Like,
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: Brian, you... Brian Laundrie, and I forget the... Uh, yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. But that young lady, you know, if you just go look at their social media accounts, they were having the time of their lives. They're, Traveling yeah. cross country, they're smiling. They're doing TikToks, this, that, and the other. Like, but no one would have ever, you know, guessed in a million years that there's a ticking time bomb sitting right next to you, you know, and he's about to off you.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I listen to a lot of true crime and stuff. I know your wife is a fan of it too. And um, yeah, they, um, you know, I listened to the whole case and everything. The cops, even the cops, you know, they they stopped them uh, because there was an incident at a restaurant. Where they were saying, you know, Brian was uh, grabbing her and, you know, kind of being mean to her. And uh, eventually what ended up happening, you know, I think she got slapped by him. But she, you know, he he brainwashed her to make her feel guilty. Yeah. So then she ended up being the guilty one. But, you know, the cops, you know, re- very trained professionals, you know. They know how to, how to detect lies and body uh, movements and everything, you know.
1: And they were fooled by him, you know oh yeah man I mean we can all put on a, a good face for a couple of minutes you know and get out of a bad situation so yeah I definitely think that um, again going back to the original question that uh, you know depression and anxiety these are things that are, are popping up more and more and more and the more you know we interact with uh, social media and the more we disconnect from real life I think that, that's yeah. going to be the trend <laughs> like think yeah. about this man like if you was back in the day when you were in school you didn't even have cell phone did you? Or did
0: you have a cell phone i had honestly that's a good question i don't i don't think we had much of a cell phones and the people who did they
1: had money the fit fit phones you know like the yeah. flip ones and stuff like that but if you had a, if you had trouble at school yeah it stayed at school until the next day yeah whereas today like if there was something going on it's all over it's all over the place like you're getting texts you're getting snapchats you're getting, getting you know, tagged and yeah tagged messaging you know like there's a hundred different ways for you not to be able to connect with reality kind of or disconnect you can't put it away yeah disconnect disconnect Yeah. you know so it's it's always right there and again sometimes the boogeyman is something that we create it's not even like a real boogeyman it's yeah it's something that's in our own head that's telling us you know we're not good enough we're not pretty enough we're not you know swole enough
0: yeah or successful enough, Successful enough that's a big one because you know there's a lot of social media influencers and you know people get paid you know, to be an influencer and to act like they got a perfect life. And they, they put that they put that show and they record it, they blog, they do all that type of stuff to get paid, you know. And people look at that and they're like, well, how come, you know, I don't have this? Or how come I don't have that, you know? And I need to be here and I need to be there. I need to be at that level. And, you know, that kind of, you know, that that takes you kind of away from life, you know. Like instead, nice. instead of being happy with what you got and with who you have. It ends up being like, man, I need to be here. I need to do this, you know. And I think that's, you know, that's human nature. You know, we always want a competition. You know, you look at the wild animals. You know, you, they they're in a competition of who's the biggest and the baddest. You know, the king of the jungle. You know, and you got the prey and you got the, the predator, predator. You know, and it's kind of like that. You know, we're, we you know instead of going out there and hunting the prey, we're out there hunting the job. We're out there hunting the the wife, the good-looking girl, you know, we're out there hunting the money, you know, we're doing that, so, yeah, it, it's kind of, I, I like to see how it plays out, you know, more, and I, I would really like for people to start, like, researching this type of stuff, you know, how it's, how it's
1: affected our society. I think you can research all you want, man, but, like, we've already gone in this direction, and it ain't, it ain't it's stopping. not gonna change, <laughs> like, it's only gonna get, worse. get worse, you know, uh, even like the young adults, you know, that I work with, um, yeah, how that's a good, a good point to bring up, you know, because you kind of,
0: you know, you're a little bit older, so you can tell the difference between the new teachers and the old ones, you
1: know. Even these new teachers, man, like they're all caught up in it, you know, and they're they're all caught up in it in the in the same way that that a kid would be caught up in it. And I guess because they're they're still kids too. You know? Yeah. Like in America, we have the luxury of being a kid up into our thirties, whereas you go to another country and you know, as soon as you turn 14, 15, like you're oh, a man. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're a woman, you know, because you're, yeah. out, you're out there working. And over here, you know, you're allowed to be a teenager, shit, until you're probably about 40 now. A lot of people yeah. sleeping on their parents' couch. Wow,
0: yeah. Rent is expensive, you know. Uh,
1: cost of living is
0: expensive.
1: Well, hey, uh, let's do this, man. I'm going to step out real quick, and then uh, mm-hmm. let's, let's uh, finish this chat whenever I get back, Eric. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys, we're back with
0: uh, Coach Ortiz, and uh, we were talking about social media and how it's kind of affecting our society, and, you know, get a take from somebody that's lived through a no social media, and then a social media, so.
1: Yeah, it's wild, dude, it's wild, <laughs> man, I don't think I got a, a phone until, I don't think into my 20s. Oh, wow. You know, and even those phones, you know, they, they didn't were, have social media, all you could do was, and... you had a little Nokia.
0: Yeah.
1: How do you um,
0: how do you are you do you got some, are you kind of scared for your children Me? in the sense for you know, what's going on? Are you uh, is there anything any that worries you about them about you know social media and how it affects them? Um,
1: just in general, you know, I know that it's, uh, it you can do a lot of good with it. I don't want to you know, beat it over the head and act like it's the devil. Anything when used responsibly. Is normally going to be okay. It's whenever we we don't, well, we're not responsible. Like you could drink too much water. Too much water will kill you. Like yeah. just drinking it, you could you could literally drown. People drown from drinking oh, wow, too really? much water. It is a thing. <laughs> wow. Your favorite thing, like chocolate, mm-hmm. eaten responsibly yeah. is fine. It even has some health benefits, just like wine. But too much, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I I get worried about more so not like social media, but just uh, Us in our country, we want to do everything in excess. Yeah. You know, we want to eat too much. We want to drink too much, you know. we want. Yeah, we're the most obese country in the world, I think, yeah. But everything, you know, like we want to force our kids to to practice this many hours, you know. We want to force our kids to take this many classes, you know, or take these high, upper-level classes. Like it's never... It's never enough. It's never enough. So I worry more so about uh, the things that we do in excess more so than... Let's say like social media, but social media is something when done in excess, that can is unhealthy. Be, yeah, <laughs> and unfortunately, in this country, we yeah do it in excess.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm guilty of you know being on my phone a lot, and you know that I I can see where that takes away from me doing other things. You know that that would be better for me, and you know it kind of. Uh, you know, it kind of takes a lot of time, you know. You get on your phone, you log into Facebook, you know, you spend 30 minutes. You log into Instagram, another 30 minutes. You know, you go on Snapchat, another 30 minutes. And before you know it, you know, it's like, where's two hours of my day gone, you know?
1: Yeah, you, you're you're done. I know, like, at the end of the YouTube, week. YouTube, you know. At the end of the week, uh, I get that weekly update. And I'm I'm hovering between two and three hours a week. Of, oh, wow. Uh, you that, know, that's not too bad. <laughs> it, it's not, man. But you add it up, you know, yeah. four weeks, and then that's you know, which is a month, right? And then that's like, you know, eight, nine hours. And then you, you know, do it over, you know, a year. And it's like you've spent a day or two just in social media. So, like, I I, I recognize its negative effects, but it can also, you know, do a lot of good. It's just, it's a tool. we got to make sure that we're not overusing.
0: Yeah, for tool. sure. Um, you know, I've I seen a lot of YouTube videos about fishing and stuff, and that's kind of made me, you know, get more knowledge on that, kind of like the sports that you play, you know. So it, it, it does help. And then, you know, social media at the same time helps you connect with people that, you know, that you don't see on a daily basis, but you can see what they do and their faces and kind of what their interests are. So in a sense, you're like with them,
1: but not with them. I you reconnect know? all the time with uh, with friends that I haven't seen in a while. Yeah. You know, and if I know I'm going to be out of town and I know a friend lives, you know, in that, in that spot that I'm going to, you know, you best believe that I'm going to holler at you and we're going to. When it kick it a little bit you know so there's been a lot of (laughs) positives that have come you know from my social media you know Mm -hmm. interaction so like I said I don't want to beat it over the head I think just being responsible with it yeah and just understanding that it's it's a tool and it's nothing more nothing less yeah for sure
0: yeah so um so how how's your teaching career been
1: overall it's been uh pretty smooth you know I've done a lot of different things I've Worked, you know, as a resource, you know, language arts and, and science teacher where I was working with kids that, you know, they were behind the eight ball, so to speak, you know, a couple yeah. of grade levels, you know, so they were a little bit uh, behind, and my job was to help them get caught up. Uh, I've worked in uh, something called SDC where I was uh, working with kids that were emotionally uh, emotionally disturbed, maybe uh, they had, you know, some autism that was causing behavior, problems, but, you know, these were kids that would be with me for probably 80, 90, 100% of the day.
0: Oh, wow. And uh, yeah.
1: it wasn't a big class. But yeah. there the, were some heavy
0: hitters, man. <laughs> yeah. That, that's pretty amazing, you know, that uh, that you did that, you know, helping, because you're kind of going a little bit beyond, you know, what the normal teacher does. So, you know, you're, you're,
1: uh, you're going way beyond, you know, what a normal teacher has to deal with. There's there's a big segment of our, I won't say big, It's a, there's a small segment of our population though that that's... That's that's them, you know. Yeah. And every school has. Yeah. You know. I, I remember seeing you know. Four to eight kids like that. Yeah. So those yeah. kids exist, man. Yeah. And uh, they need uh, they need guidance. They need structure. They need discipline. Just like everybody else. Just like everyone else, you know. So it's. How um, so I know you dealt with
0: some people that were kind of mentally disturbed as well. That you. you said, so that's the ones I was yeah. talking about. They um killed animals. You know, some of them. <laughs> I, there have been a couple of kids. So
1: kind of like uh, the kids that are like would grow up to be like a serial killer. know, uh, no, no, no. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> oh, okay. I okay. would definitely not go that far. <laughs> I think you could have a kid that's in a pre-AP in an honors course could grow up to be. A yeah, yeah. Know, very like, true. That's a uh, – I mean they, – they, I'll just put it like this. Some of the kids in there, you know, had, had done some things that, um, you know, I know that they wouldn't be too proud of. and Yeah. Uh, but we all make mistakes. You know, you don't want to – say that you did this this one time or a few times and then that's you yeah now on the other hand could it be you yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know the the shoe could fit yeah but um for the most part you know these are good kids if mm-hmm. given the proper balance of a uh, structure discipline uh, someone that cares about them like you can you can help these kids like yeah they, they want to be helped they just need to find out where they fit in yeah and sometimes we don't do a good job of um, oh yeah, of showing these kids you know where they they fit in. But for the most part, my experience is, you know, these kids are gonna be all right. Yeah, well that's
0: good. You know, uh, you know y'all. How many kids are in your typical class? Well, I don't do
1: that anymore. Yeah, or just like your normal class. So I, as of late, you know, I've done I did three years of U.S. history, and then I've also I jumped into teen leadership this year. So if you're looking at anywhere you know between like twenty and thirty kids.
0: Yeah, so imagine, you know, 20, 30 kids, and how many classes do you teach a day? Um, as a
1: coach. Um, or I as a teach. teacher? Yeah, well, I, I teach, let me see, four classes, but then I'm also coaching first and seventh period, so six of my seven hours of the day wow. are spent instructing, and um, it's kind of weird because, you know, at Knox Junior High, you know, a, a regular teacher will get, you know, five periods with planning period and then an off period whereas coaches for whatever reason they think we don't need the same amount of time we <laughs> yeah. have to teach six periods really and uh, to me that's uh it's kind of a backwards i don't yeah i don't get it because we we work our tails off i don't yeah
0: if anything y'all need more time you know for yourselves kind of because you're dealing
1: with coaching as well well if you're a head coach i would say especially you would deserve an extra period or two off because there's a lot of uh planning that goes on behind the scenes that people are not even aware of and uh coaching is the easy part the hard part is all the planning getting the refs getting the buses finding tournaments finding games yeah there's coaching is easy you just you know you come to practice you know you work them through some good drills you know teach these kids you know to compete you know and you go out there and you and you you walk them through you know a battle and then you know come out on the other side and you're fine. It's all the the planning and prepping that makes coaching difficult and sometimes the parent interactions, but yeah. Other than that, like the coaching is the easy part. It's the stuff that people don't see. Yeah, a lot of behind the scenes stuff. A ton of behind the scenes stuff, man. Lots of red tape, lots of lots of stuff that again, people are not privy to. So. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, um yeah, and that, that's kind of like, you know, what I guess teachers would like to see less of maybe is, uh, you know, less uh, book work and more actually interacting with
1: kids. And... It's weird. Uh, in education, like, we are all being measured by these state exams, and these state exams at the end of the year are what tell you or I guess tell everyone, you know, were you successful teaching these kids this school year? based on you know their passing rates and um, it, it, there, there's a lot of good stuff that, that that goes on because you know there's an accountability piece but there's also a lot of stuff to where you're you are teaching towards a test and you don't have the ability I think to uh, be as creative or maybe even stay on some topics that you would like to stay on instead you know you're just kind of like just touching everything at face value and then you gotta move on to the next one. Just touch it at face value, move on to the next one. And how deeply do you really get to understand something if all you do is you just touch it at face value? So yeah. I think there's a big problem with that. Plus, I think those tests are a bunch of BS, man. Yeah. Like the, the the way that they ask the questions, like yeah. they're trying to they're trying to trick the kids now. Yeah. It's not even like you know the information, it's it's like let me give you a riddle and then if you get yeah. past the riddle, let me see if you can answer. The question I don't think that that makes for a better student, it's yeah, uh,
0: yeah, for sure. Um, you know, because I'm a student, and uh, you know, we uh, you know, pretty much every class, you know, even welding, what I'm doing right now, it's like it's like, okay, you got four weeks to learn this position, and you got to weld, and then you know, we'll move on to the next, and then we'll move on to the next, and then we'll move on to the next, you know, in a classroom setting, same thing, you know, you got to learn this subject, and then, this and then this, and then this, and then that. So it's kind of like you know, it's all programmed. And it's like, you know, you're not really learning much that way. I feel like, you know, I feel like, you know, you're just kind of pushing through and, you know, I mean, you learn the basics, but, you know, you don't really dig deep to like the actual thing, you know. And I mean, I mean, there's a bunch of kids, you know, and you can't do you can't spend, you know, the whole semester on one subject, you know. Yeah, and you should. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I do think, you know, there's a lot of work to do when it comes to education.
1: Yeah, and I don't think that one test is is going. Yeah, uh, a lot
0: of you know, a lot of kids don't do good in tests, You know, they um they do good all year. You know, turn good grades, and then then when they get to that test, uh, some people are wired differently. You know, and they get real nervous, and then they forget everything. You know, kind of not just that,
1: man. There's like there's so many tests that they give these kids now. Mm-hmm. Like these kids are burnt out on tests. Yeah. You, you know, it used to be the start they, test. They they'd get up, they'd get up for the test, and they'd show out for the test, and they was ready to take that test. But now, like we give them, you know, tons of benchmarks, give them tons of these these other state tests, and by the time they get to the, the one that truly matters that we're all being measured on, like they're tired of it, man. They're yeah. done, and they can't tell the difference between this one and you know one that was given like two months ago that had a different you know acronym. Like, they're, they're tested out. Yeah. They're sure. done. They're like, you know what? I'm just going to mail it in. Let me circle A, B, C, D, A, yeah. B, C, D, and then put my head down. Like, And I get it because I used to do that.
0: Yeah, yeah, for Abba sure. I have a
1: baby. I have a
0: Your brain, you know, it's uh, it only works so much. And then after a certain time, you know, you kind of get tired of it. And you're like, you know, I don't want to do this anymore.
1: <laughs> but then, yeah. Here's the deal, man. Like, I did horrible on those tests. And I'm a great, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a great teacher. I don't. Yeah. It's there, There's more to education than these stupid tests.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know if you heard um, that, you know, Texas is uh, putting their foot more into the education side and wanting to block off what teachers can teach in history about slavery. And, uh, you know, that happened in Texas. And, you know, uh, they're trying to get rid of books that explain about slavery and, um, you know, racial tensions, you know. It has a name. I can't think of the name, but it's something that they're trying to do right now.
1: I think it's more. I, I think it's it's more. Um, you know, it's more blown up on the news than what it really is. It's like we have a curriculum that we have to teach. It's it, we have to touch on these certain points. Like the state gives us a curriculum, mm-hmm. and you know, and and you can teach all these things. Now, the the thing is, I think that sometimes some of these teachers are taking liberties with that stuff, and they're. Mm-hmm. I do believe that, you know, there probably are some teachers that insert their, their personal views where they, they don't need to. If you just teach the history, the history speaks for itself. You don't have to put your own personal bias to history, you mm-hmm. know, in order for, for young people to understand what went on. Like you could, you could teach a whole, you know, lesson, you know, a whole week's worth of stuff on slavery and just the material is going to tell you that it was wrong. It's, you know, one of the worst things about, you know, capitalism uh, you don't have to throw in all the extra stuff, you know, saying, you know, like white people are evil or Mm -hmm. no, man, it's, that's not all necessary. Just teach what is in the curriculum and like you can get the picture. Yeah. So I, I think that the, the media vastly overblows that, um, you know, there's like some weird things going on. There are like some, some parents that are trying to get some books out of the libraries and,
0: yeah, what you know, what Texas is trying to do, um, they kind of ba- they're trying to erase history in a sense, you know. I guess
1: uh, I haven't seen that though. Yeah, like, as someone that's on the inside, um, all the all the things that need to be taught are being taught, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they uh, and they speak for themselves. Yeah. Again, I think that uh, most of this comes from uh, parents being upset when teachers are taking liberties mm-hmm. with uh, the curriculum and giving their own. Like viewpoint, you know? yeah. you you shouldn't be waving your your Republican flag or your Democrat flag whenever you are teaching. You should be teaching the material and then letting the young people come, you know, to their own conclusions. And I think that that happens, you know, on both sides. I've heard kids <laughs> come back and say, "Oh, so and so is a Republican." I'm like, "Oh, how do you know?" And it's <laughs> like, you know, because you probably you shouldn't know. That's not. Yeah. That's not what we're talking about, right? And then vice versa, if her kids come in and say, "Oh, so and so is a democrat." And it's like, "How do you know that?" And yeah. I think it's a, uh, you know, shame on those teachers that are putting their their viewpoints out there knowingly or unknowingly. Yeah, we
0: um we're definitely, you know, we're going through a shift kind of in uh and in, in this country, you know, uh when it comes to politics, you know, people are really strong on their views right now, you know. And, you know, that, that's causing a lot, of, uh, a lot of stress and a lot of uh, uh, concentration between people right now.
1: Yes and, and no, I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. I, I think that for the most part, I think most of us get along. I think it's whenever we start trying to let our viewpoints like, be known. You know, like, uh, there's a lot of people that I don't see eye to eye with, but we don't talk politics. Therefore, like, we get along. You shouldn't talk politics and shouldn't be talking (laughs) about religion or else, you know, you're going to have your feelings hurt. You know, and those are two things that I like to steer clear of. And I like people a whole lot better not knowing their politics and not knowing their their religion. Because for the most part, I think people fall somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. I think that you know there's some crazy folks that are on the fringe on the right side and there are some crazy people on the fringe that are on the the left side and you know for the most part i think most people live in the middle yeah i don't think most people live on those fringes but i think the the media likes to likes to perpetuate all of our differences i think Mm -hmm. that you got different countries that are trolling us Mm -hmm. and they're making us you know kind of be at odds with one another like that's that's real stuff, man, like yeah, ain't no one gonna come head to head with us, you know, maybe except for China, but well, they will let us fight each other, and then mm-hmm. you know they'll pick off the leftovers,
0: yeah, well, you know, China's doing uh they I guess they got mad, you know because they were insulted during the pandemic and stuff, but uh, you know by our last president, and uh you know they're not sending a lot of supplies like they used to over here, which is causing you know a lot of other problems, so you know. So uh, going back to what you said, you know about them not about them kind of kind of stirring up problems as well, you know. Yeah. You know,
1: it's, it's it's happening. Well, hey man, when you're on top, everyone's trying to knock you down, and mm-hmm. you know. And here's the deal: maybe they're what's next, you know, because yeah. you know we're we're their biggest customer.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, you know?
1: yeah. L- take a look at the clothes you're wearing. Everything comes from China,
0: you know. Everything has that "Made in China" sticker on it. A lot of it does, you know. Yeah. so And you know, a lot of that. That stuff is because of the cheap labor, you know, that they, uh, that they, that they're getting. So uh,
1: yeah, a lot of it's on us too, though, because we like, we like that cheap stuff. Instead yeah. of saying, hey, I'll pay a couple extra bucks, you know, and, you know, build it over here or get it taken care of over here in America. Yeah, like we, we're all about going to Walmart and buying you know, cheap cheap things, stuff. So it, a lot of it's, it's on us too, man. Like we have yeah. decisions to make, and unfortunately, you know, we we err on the side of being cheap. Yeah. So we just further fuel the problem, like. <laughs> Yeah, there's problems on on all ends of this, man. It yeah. ain't gonna be fixing the finger at us or at somebody else. Yeah, for sure. Um, what inspires you? Oh shoot, man! <laughs> I tell you what, what inspires me, man, is like I like uh, I like people. People uh, inspire me. I, I like to see uh, ingenuity. I like to see people being creative. I like to to see like young people lose themselves in a craft i like to watch you know people chase their dreams you know there's a a lot of things that uh inspire me so i i get inspiration from from people i like uh like the pro wrestlers man i I love the hell out of these young pro wrestlers and i have a lot of them on my show uh because they're they're taking a chance at chasing their dream and um it doesn't pay very well and it's a rough spot and you're gonna be at the bottom for for years if you ever find a way to make it you know where it's your full-time job but golly man you know the things that they do to, to chase the dream and then to see some of them you know get to that get to that spot where they they get a contract from one of these big country uh companies it's awesome i like to watch the kids draw on a doodle on the side of their paper and uh, see all the talent that they got going and they don't even realize how good they are you know they haven't even taken an art class or anything they've just practiced on the side of their paper for years and they don't realize like how how amazing they can be so for me uh people is where i gather inspiration whether it be family students you know coworkers. Yeah, yeah that, that's a very
0: good point uh and especially since you're a teacher, so you get to see a lot of different people and a lot of different interests and a lot of growth, you know, between those people and stuff. Oh, my God, yes. So that that's a very good uh, point, you know. Uh, seeing others succeed inspires you, which is a good thing because, you know, some people see other people succeed they and they grow it. envy. So, you know, you and, you know, a lot of those people that, that grow envy, most of the time they're not successful in life, you know. Yeah, well, they're and, too uh, worried about, you know, what someone people. else is
1: doing when they should be worried about themselves, man. I'm of the belief that there's a big-ass pie, and we can all have a slice of this pie. Yeah. Like, there's so much pie. Oh, yeah. Quit looking at that other dude's slice. Like, yeah. Go take care of your slice. There's plenty of pie, though. It's just yeah. like Thanksgiving.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh... Yeah, you know, other yard guys that I've uh, talked to and stuff, you know, some of them aren't nice, you know, and I'm over there trying to be nice to them and they're kind of looking at me with the bad eye, you know, like, you know, like, get away from me, you know, you're my competition. But it's like, you know, it it would actually help us if we all help each other in a sense. Because if I talk with you and my prices are lower, your prices are low, we help each other, you know, understand that. But if if I just look at somebody with a bad eye and it's like, oh, you know, you're my competition, get away from me. It's like you know, I mean, there's no reason for that. Like you said, you know, there's plenty of work, and you know, if we could all come together and help each other out, we would all do
1: better, you know, for sure, man. And like, how many times have you sent business to somebody else? Yeah, like, and I've you...
0: had others send business to me,
1: yeah, like, there's plenty of grass to be cut, man. yeah, <laughs> it's gonna rain, and the especially gonna in Texas, out. so so yeah, yeah, people gotta quit being so stingy, and
0: but I. We are, we are. We're, we're human. Countrymen. We're human. You know what I'm saying? We got our instincts, and you know, we got our emotions, and you know, some people were raised different. You know, I think how you were raised, and I'm not talking about money. I think the most important thing is like how your family is, how your parents are. Is it, it'll dictate a lot on how you will be. You know, uh, people learn from example. You know, it's uh, it's a you know if you if you see your dad drunk every single day, your mom. You know doing some like a stripper or something you know <laughs> like I, I kind of think about the movie uh Michael Myers you know Halloween yeah have you seen it where his mom's a stripper no. and his no really I didn't know his mom was are you sure was <laughs> yeah, Michael Myers are you
1: talking about
0: <laughs> you gotta listen you gotta watch the newer movie I think it's like a 2010 one that came out of uh, Halloween uh maybe you can watch it one of these days but basically you know he starts off as a young kid and he gets bullied because his mom is a stripper. And then, uh, so he he starts to build that anger and frustration. And then his, his stepdad is an alcoholic that beats his uh, mother. And, you know, he has a sister that's kind of like a whore, you know. So all this built up frustration eventually leads to him to kill his sister, his sister's boyfriend, uh, his stepdad. And, you know, his mom actually in the movie ends up killing herself because she can't handle with the guilt that she created, the monster that she created, you know. It's crazy, man. This must be the Rob Zombie one. <laughs> no, I think it's uh it's Halloween and I think it's uh oh, no. two thousand ten. Rob
1: Zombie directed oh, a couple oh, okay, of the okay. most recent ones. He didn't yeah. do these new ones. Yeah. But he was the guy before this. So that time timeline kinda lines up.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um he uh yeah, uh so basically, you know, goes to show that uh, you know, I, I believe, you know, if a kid is given a good home and a good parents, yeah. he'll be good at heart and then you know you got those people that went through bad relationships and bad stuff and then that's why they're the way that they are you know not not to say it's okay not to say that they can't change but you know some people were dealt the wrong hand i
1: guess you know and i think it's a good rule of thumb that i can also tell you like from uh, just having kids of my own that they're they're human beings and they're going to do what they want to do too like my son that dude can spend money like no one's business man and he he doesn't know how to save he's ready to spend money before yeah, he you, even gets it you were I, telling i didn't me. i didn't teach him that like yeah. that that's him that's there's some something in his dna that <laughs> that tells him that you know that money's burning a hole in his pocket yeah you were telling me you know um
0: when i when you interviewed me for a podcast how you know he he got his first job and he already knew what he was going to spend his first paycheck before it even hit the bank yeah so yeah, um, you know, you know, right now, you know, there's a lot of uh, social media and stuff, and you know, people see all the stuff and they want it. You know, I want the new uh, car, the new cell phone, the new this, the new that. So yeah, you know, it goes back kind of to that. I believe, you know, it people does. see that and then they're already like, man, I got this money, I gotta go spend it. You know, I gotta go get this so I can be cool with everybody else. Both know? his grandpas like to spend money too, though, <laughs> man. Like there's a there's a genetic genetic component. Yeah, yeah we're, all that goes into that. we're all wired. We're all wired genetically in a certain way that you know that that's why i believe certain people become alcoholics and drug addicts yeah it's because they're wired in a sense that you know that they'll become addicted kind of to it because you know i i don't like drinking too much you know it's not it's not really my cup of tea you know but you know my uncle was an alcoholic so you know he drank every single day you know until he died so it's so it's kind of like you know I just, you know, I feel like there's something in our brain, you know, that some people are wired a little different. Some people
1: are, you know, genetically predisposed uh, to alcoholism and stuff like that. So Yeah. I think my son has got something to where <laughs> His grandpa's passed down, and they got it from somewhere too, right? Yeah. Where he's got the money burns holes. I was actually listening to a podcast
0: the other day, and they were talking about uh, past traumas in people. And, uh, you know, if your mom was uh, didn't have a caring mom, and, uh, you know, didn't have that, that child. Uh, you know, when when babies are child, they, they have to be loved or they'll grow up a certain way if they're yeah. not loved, you know? So so that trauma passed on to her kids. You know, when she had her kids, she was acting the same way towards them. And then they realized, you know, he realized that and he's like, okay, well, I'm not going to do the same thing. You know, I'm going to change yeah. and be different. So, But they were talking about how scientifically past traumas, uh, will run down your family's bloodline, so. Of course. You know, alcoholism, drugism, uh, spending money, you know, all that type of stuff will run down through, it's kind of like a generational curse, I believe, you know. Yep. So, um, so it's kind of the same question, but kind of not, uh, what motivates you every day? Like, what, what, is there something that you do every day that motivates you to get up and, you know, do
1: your thing? Um... I don't know man just like a, I think I got like some ADHD or some <laughs> ADD to where like a, there's always just ideas swirling around in my head yeah and I've got creativity well I got a, like a shit ton of energy man and mm-hmm. I got to go out and I got to spend that, that energy uh, or else like I'm not happy yeah really so uh, I, I have to work out I have to compete I have to be creative you know whether it be my podcast or my books uh, I got to interact with people I, I think I am just uh, kind of like motivated uh, naturally because of of life and then also this too like as of late like I got to watch my dad pass away and um, my dad was always someone that I thought that would live forever like that dude had a, yeah. had a lot of energy <laughs> I, I never in a million years thought that um,
0: yeah he, that he would
1: pass away so soon you know I, I, maybe a, an accident yeah but I never thought that he'd get ill and, uh, and pass because I had seen him get ill and knock on death's door a number of times and yeah we just always kick out
0: so. <laughs> i remember like so vividly how uh we were out there mowing yards you know you were helping me and you got a call from him saying that he they found cancer in him but um and he you know he was telling you like you know like i feel like it, like death is coming after me you know like i can feel it and you know you kind of brushed it off yeah. like oh he was you know probably because he thought that way of you know it, he's my dad you know he's a tough
1: guy and you know, uh, nothing can take them out. You know. So seeing somebody uh, on their deathbed and uh, being with them in their in their final hours uh, and experiencing somebody uh, go go on to the afterlife, if there's an afterlife, right? Yeah. Uh, it gave me like a, a, a new appreciation of uh, of life, almost like a, like I got shocked um, and it and it woke me up to something that uh, I didn't know was uh, really there yeah you know so I don't take life for granted no more. Uh, I like to make you know every day you know like a masterpiece in some sort of another and uh that, like that's the kind of stuff that that motivates me
0: yeah that that's really good um they they call it uh momento morir it's like uh like an old saying and uh like um in literature I think and uh philosophy and basically it's like you know you, you start thinking about we're all. Uh, immortal I think immortal or mortal 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 so we can all die you know at any moment at any time you know this could be my last podcast this could be your last podcast I mean we just don't know so that that type of thinking you know it gives you life in a sense you know death gives you life in a sense a hundred they say you know whenever that that's why a lot of people you know cops and you know people that do crazy stuff you know they get that rush and that feeling like they're alive you know And some people become addicted to that feeling where, you know, they got to be doing something crazy all the time to make them feel
1: alive, you know. Yeah, man. Like, uh, you don't know. All of our days are numbered. You know, I can go home and they can find, you know, colon cancer. (laughs) Yeah. It's coming for all of us. I mean, shit, it took out the Black Panther, right? Yeah. You know
0: the Black Panther? Uh, I had a teacher in uh, College Park, uh, Ms. Bozeman. I don't know if you know her. Her, That's her cousin. Really? Yeah. Chad, uh, what was his name? No, man. I man. forgot his name, but the black the guy rest that I played. That's easy, Black yeah, Panther. Bl- him, easy. He, uh, and it's crazy because uh, she had, uh, she still has cancer, I think. And I met her. She hit me up on Facebook to do her yard because she lives close to over here. And I was doing her yard, and she's like, oh, yeah, my, my cousin just passed, you know, the Black Panther. And I saw her post it on social media and stuff. I was like, what the heck? That was your cousin? It's a small world. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's a small, small world, man. Smaller than we yeah, think. Yeah, speaking of him, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Chad Bozeman, isn't it? Chad Bozeman. I think so. I
1: don't
0: know. I'm it yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but I think it's pretty cool, though. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, you know, I took her English class, and never in a million years would I have thought I'd see her again and I'd be mowing her yard, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of weird how life, or, or you. I mean, I, I met you in, at Knox, you know. And you were always kind to everybody, waving at people. Some people didn't like it. You know, they were like, oh, screw this guy. Who is he? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I actually had a friend, you know, I always would talk to you and stuff. Yeah. And he would be like, man, why are you talking to that guy? You know, screw that guy. You don't know him. And all this. <laughs> And I was like, man, why wouldn't I? You know what I'm that saying? may have been the dude that I found with all that fake weed in the restroom.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, they found somebody with fake weed? Yeah, right around your time. Man. It yeah. It was right around Christmas, man. Someone yeah. was trying to, Someone was trying to like, sell some stuff in the restroom, boy. And I oh, man. Him. Yeah, this is quite a bit of it. it might have been like an ounce or something.
0: Yeah. Well, one of my friends got caught with weed uh, during when I was in school. And, uh, you know, so so, yeah, it might have been him. And um, yeah, but, you know, I was never in a million years would I have thought we'd be sitting right here right now. I'd be mowing your grass. You'd be helping me with my, yeah, you know, business. mowing, you know, a little while ago and uh, hitting a podcast. Yeah. Your- podcast right now. <laughs> you know, it's twenty twenty one. And you know that that was back in two thousand eleven. So ten years ago, you know, Long time ago. ten years ago we'd be sitting right here right now, you know. Just and you know that goes back to say you know always be kind to people, always talk to them, like kind of what you do and kind of what I do, you know. Because you you just don't know, you just don't know who that person is going to be. You could, mm-hmm. they could save your life, you know, or you could be stuck in the street and you'll they'll remember you, you know. People, are always, people might not remember your name, but they'll always remember how you, they make you feel. Yep.
1: So, you know, they, they could lend you a hand. I mean, you just don't know. You just never know. I had one of my students in that class they were talking about. Me and my, my daughter were coming home, and uh, I, I saw this car, and it just, like, swerved off of I-45. Really? And uh, got off right there by uh, that bowling alley and uh, Oak Ridge over there. And that car, like, as soon as it got off... 45 and onto the feet or it took hard swerve and like jumped the curb, missed a couple of trees and oh ended up goodness. in the, uh, That what is it, Luther's Barbecue or Sam's Barbecue? Uh, I think it's uh, Sam's Barbecue maybe. Yeah, but it ended up in that parking lot, man. And I thought there was goddamn bees in the car. I didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> yeah. And a, a girl jumps out of the car and she's like, what in the hell are you doing? She didn't say hell. She said yeah. some other words, right? <laughs> and, uh, be damned if it ain't one of my old students really? he hops out of the driver's side i'm sorry i'm sorry boy and that this girlfriend is giving him the business she's like our <laughs> baby's in the back seat why are you he was trying to kill them oh my really oh he was trying to hit run into a tree i mean really? hey, when I told he was you, like suicidal or something something like that you don't jump off 45 yeah just, you know and then just jump off the feeder and then hop a curve and you know narrowly missing two trees by the my goodness but, long story short, man, that's a dude that I was really kind to back in junior high. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, I, I followed them off. I didn't know who the hell it was. Yeah. I just followed the car off the highway because I was like, there's something wrong here. This ain't right the way that they just left the highway. Yeah. I thought maybe someone was having a heart attack or a stroke. But I was able to, you know, leave my car uh, and follow them and say, hey. It's Coach, man. You all right? What's going yeah. on? <laughs> what was his expression when he saw you? Um, He, he wasn't in the right state of mind, man. But, man. you know, he he uh, allowed me to sit with him, you know, while his, his girlfriend was calling the cops. And, you know, I'm not going to say his name, but we, you know, we sat there on the side of the street. And, you know, we just chopped it up in that parking lot until the police got there. And they cuffed him and took him off. You know, but if I didn't know him, you know, who's to say that? He, he could have done something different. He could have done something different. He could have had a piece on him, you know. Yeah. And, <clears throat> could have took his girlfriend out <laughs> yeah it, we could have took me out too yeah like, i don't know man but you should always be kind to people that, yeah it was quite the experience wow that that must have been a
0: great lesson for him too you know like hey you know you you might have been like his little guardian angel or something uh, maybe on that day <laughs> i don't
1: know man <laughs> he's a nice kid though. i like him
0: yeah well I'm a, uh, We're gonna cut it a little short here, yeah. but we're gonna come up with uh, part two, you know, later on down the road. Yeah. And um, but it was really good talking to you. Uh, you want to plug in your socials? Uh, kind of talk about your book maybe quick and uh, yeah, man, your
1: books and uh, your podcast real quick. Yeah. Uh, so you could find me at coachortiz.com, and uh, that would be like your one-stop shop. You'd uh, be able to find uh, my books that I've been writing and been publishing and i'm going on book number five at this point you know so hopefully sometime in the spring that fifth book will come out um and then you could also find uh, my podcasts i got a podcast called uh, the beast one podcast you know we just go around talking to folks chopping it up having a good time and you know it's a really cool spot to, to find me you can also find me on instagram you know chris ortiz and facebook and all this other stuff man. But. yeah
0: if um if y'all don't follow if y'all haven't followed this guy yet uh really follow him uh yeah you know, i know this is more of a mowing and you know lawn podcast but he's a he's a really good uh author he has really good children books for all his children all y'all that have children uh he's a very good guy in general you know he's a you might you might be on his podcast one day he has a podcast and i cut grass cook. <laughs> eric is the boss man when <laughs> I do that. yeah he's he's a really good worker and uh You know, I mean, you know, the first day he helped me out, it's like he's been doing this his whole life, you know. So, well, we're going to cut it right there, and uh, we'll see you next time. All right, man. Take care and have a blessed day.